Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, right now, Galveston, 64 down on the island. Looks like showers early, then cloudy in the afternoon, high of 66. We'll have north-northwest winds at 10 to 15. That rain chance is about 30%. Tonight, cloudy with a low of 57. Northwest winds 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies again. High of 68. West winds 5 to 10. And uh, looking at current conditions, I checked it earlier. Everything was kind of down this morning. I don't know whether it blew away in those storms yesterday or not. Something's different. But uh, now there's no report. All I have is water temperatures 61 and 63 at the Galveston Channel and Eagle Point. Tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We have a low coming up at 1.10 p.m. It's a negative 0.1. Then we have a high at 11.22 p.m. It's a 1.4. 6.57 a.m. sunrise, 5.20 p.m. sunset. And our moon phase is 81%. So it's uh, winds are down. Looks pretty good this morning. You know, if you like cloud cover and just... uh, Hey, fishing's good anyway. Go get them. Do what you can. I'm with you. All right, let's uh, get to our phone lines. Let's head over to Sabine Lake in uh, that area, and let's talk to Captain Bill Watkins. Bill, good morning. How are you, man? Oh, just doing fine, buddy. Well, doing fine. I, I uh, presume y'all got a lot of that rain that came through us and came over your way, I, I guess. Well, we got somewhere between four to five inches in two nights or two days. I mean, well, that's good. Was, oh, yeah. That's My buddy's good. duck pond filled up, and uh, I probably got about, oh, four inches or maybe five in my pond. I mean, it just really, <laughs> it kind of covered up the bottom of the pond again. Yeah, Blaine's got a big crew down at his uh, ranch this this week, and uh, they hadn't even been able to duck hunt this year because they couldn't buy the water, and uh, all their ponds were dry. They're big duck hunters, and uh, they were they were really happy yesterday because everybody called them and said, "Hey, all our ponds are full. Y'all get on back from deer hunting. We're going to be doing some duck hunting." So they're all fired Isn't that up. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> one event, boom, they got water now. 
in that country down there, if you got water, you got ducks. Yeah, that's the way it is over here. If you got the water, you got the birds. So it's going to be really good for the opener this morning. The north zone opens back up this morning and all that high ground. Boy, I'll bet those ducks are piled in there with all that rain we got. I don't to make it good. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, man. Well, we we actually got, you know, four to five inches, but it was hard to see where it was at because, uh, I mean, it went right in the ground. Yeah. If it if you had a depression, it kind of filled it up a little. But if you just out on the bare ground in my yard, it just went right on in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the rain gauge told the story. I mean, I had four and three quarter inches in that rain gauge, and you couldn't even tell it had rained out in the yard. My goodness. It just going oh, yeah, out. It wasn't spongy or anything. It just went right in. So I thought that was pretty funny. I I did uh night four last I saw water standing in ditches. Yeah. So that hadn't seen that in a while. First, hadn't seen that since first July, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not believe it. I'm like, What look, look, standing water. But it was gone by the time I got back from the store. So, you know, it's uh it it's it's uh but it helped. That we really, really needed that, and I don't think it moved the fish any because I, no, I went, to, I launched an arm yesterday, and uh, went out, caught twenty-five trout and and two reds by right. myself. I decided I'd go catch me a few fish, and mm-hmm. it took me oh about an hour and three quarters total time on the water. That's that's about as fast fishing as you could hope to get. Sure. They kind of they acted a little bit weird, but uh, those fish were suspended somewhere around ten to fifteen feet over thirty feet of water. My goodness, man, you're fishing. That's, that's you're wild, almost huh? snapper fishing, man. <laughs> almost snapper fishing, and and uh, occasionally they'd they'd break the surface. A little shrimp would come up and. I mean, mm-hmm. tiny little shrimp. They'd spit across the top of the water and try to suck them up. But other than that, you know, it wasn't much to, to see. Right. But uh, I, I drifted across all three or four schools of fish and shrimp, and it, it looked like a brush pile underneath the transom. On the depth finder, I could see it lit it up like a brush pile. It was greenish a chartreuse looking green like a big old hump of stuff looking just like a brush pile when you'd be crappie fishing and, and uh, it was fish and you cross one of those oh good grief you'd, they'd tear the rod out of your hand it was <laughs> that was a strange deal but they're actually you know suspended over 30 to 40 foot of water that was pretty amazing, and uh, I caught them on uh, I caught them on a white uh, white with uh, sparkles, K Wiggler four inch ball tail. Yeah, and uh, man, <laughs> I, that's just what I had on, and that's what they bit. I don't think I could have. Uh, I probably could have used any color, or just about anything. 
Yeah. And it was real gray and overcast. And finally, I, I looked at the radar, and I was just about to get wet. I'd stormed yesterday afternoon. It was coming. It was just west of Beaumont when I decided to get out of there. <laughs> I said, boy, I'm glad I looked at this radar. <laughs> and I beat feet out of there. Put the boat on the trailer and didn't get wet. Halfway back to batter, I got into a rainstorm, lightning and everything. It yeah, just one just right missed me there. yesterday evening. I got sprinkles off of it, but Galveston got a good one, you know, all down along the coast just below me. Yeah, we got we got a big part of that. And uh, I don't know if it rained all the way to the coast or not. But uh, I was, uh, I never even, uh, I never even made it past Orange. That's how far those trout are up the river. Yeah. Trout and reds, trout, reds, trout and reds. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, uh, we just hadn't had that big dump yet where we get that really whistling blue norther with the northwest winds to really drop these water levels and bring the rest of all them small shrimp, whatever's left in the marsh out with the fish with it. And well, I think they've been so far up the system. We've had a couple of good flushes on northwest wind. Uh, just the other day we had one. But Yeah, but I'm talking about one of those that lasts for, you know, four or five, six days. Oh, yeah, three or four days. See, we're, we're getting those northeast winds quick behind these fronts, and it's pumping that water back in. And, yeah, uh, it actually, it was flooded back in the marsh from the... That, that wind that come in from the south? Yeah, oh, all that low pressure in the Gulf. I mean, I'm glad all that rain didn't uh, come ashore that stayed out in the Gulf that moved on to the east. If that would have been in, yeah, we'd have got 10 much. or 12 inches out of that, man. Oh, man. As yeah, slow as it was, it was moving, and uh, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't have been good. Yeah, it actually blew the tide up way up high into the Oh, grass. it did. It came back with a vengeance. A lot of water. Yesterday, it was rolling out, had trash all in it, and logs and stuff floating, pieces, chunks of wood. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, kind of spooky to run that river. Yeah, the water got so high, those tides got so high, it got all those floaters off the bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it picked up all kinds of stuff. I I saw a, uh, a piece of a penetrated piling about four foot long and that sucker was floating like a cork out there uh oh wherever it was good. it had been up on the bank for a long time <laughs> right and you know eventually that thing will water soak and it'll just right at the surface and if you hit that it hurts you yeah well just, that'll that'll, that'll uh, mess up the bottom of the boat or a lower unit Oh, yeah. Well, I've come back in. There was a log across the canal that I went into. And big log floating. I thought, man, this stuff has been up in here a long time. So long, and it's been so dry that it just baked everything completely out. Right. And started floating again. So that stuff had probably been saturated with water and was uh, laying in the mud. But boy, it yeah, and then it dried out and became driftwood. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. 
There's a, there's a lot of that up there. A lot of that everywhere. Anywhere up and down the coast, you're going to find stuff like that. But, you know, we've had we've had some bad floods in the last, you know, we had seven years of it. Yeah. And we've all had some good kinds ones, of debris. Yeah, God, we've got debris everywhere. Up you know, another thing I see up my way, a lot of that big stuff will come down the rivers and it'll uh, sink to the bottom because it's so water-soaked after these floods and then uh, when you get your salinity levels way back up like they are now then it uh it makes them float it'll float them up yeah yeah it does <laughs> and those are the ones that stay right i mean if you're not looking good you'll see that water kind of shimmering in an area and you go oh something's just under the surface there and it'll be a big old tree or something you got to really watch out man yeah that stuff's scary i've been fortunate enough to miss a few things and I mean, I just saw it as I went by. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how much attention you pay, or how close you keep your eyes glued on the on the water ahead of you, you can make a mistake. And I I kind of live in fear of that. It's in the back of my mind all the time. Right. So much stuff if you hit it, it's gonna tear stuff up. Something's got to give. Well, I remember I hit a big really? old alligator one time on the north side of East Bay, and uh, I thought I'd hit a dredge pipe or something. I hit it that dead centered it. I thought I, I looked back. I just knew my engine was gone off my boat, and uh, boy, gator left the biggest slick you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I, I cut in through the hide. I promise you, he he felt that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know he did. You know, I've hit sharks before, and they'll spin up in the air after you hit them. You know, you'll see them. But that gator, he never came up. <laughs> yeah. I hit a I hit a gar one time. Alligator gar. Yeah, I've hit and, them, oh, too. Oh, I mean, water exploded when I hit him. <laughs> I'm sure it put a, a hatchet chop in the middle of his back. He's, yeah, he's a marked like man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. But that, there's, a, you know, I, I didn't even, I didn't get very far down the river. I, I put in at uh, what we call the burned out bridge over at uh, Vent, and I mean that's just no piece from my house. Yeah. Probably about thirty miles, and uh, I ran down that canal into the river, and got down about well. I, I passed an aluminum boat at the mouth of that ditch right. and uh, idled down so I wouldn't, you know, wash them up on the bank. And uh, those two guys, they pointed out the river. And uh, I said, what y'all catching? He said, trout. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, good. Well, I didn't stop and fish their spot. I figured that was impolite. But, you know, then I went on down about a mile and uh, saw a guide boat from Louisiana. And one of the guys was pulling a trout over the side of the boat. I said, well, I'm fixing to catch some fish here. And about 100 yards past that, there they were. Man. So it, it, I didn't even get two miles down the river. Yeah, most fish mm -hmm. I'm seeing caught on this upper coast right now, they're all in bayous and rivers, you know, in deep waters like that. Yeah. Let me do this break, Bill. Yeah. I'll be right back at you, man. 
Yeah, sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Saw her when she walked in. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, Bill, we're back, man. We were all right. I'm back with Bayou fishing. So basically, you 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 basically just watch your machine when you're fishing that way. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, there's there's some visual. You you might see a fish swirl or a little bitty shrimp skip across the top of the surface, but a lot of times, I'm I'm actually watching my depth finder. Sure. I usually uh, usually keep it. Sometimes I keep it on full screen. You know, full just uh, just full not down imaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not down imaging, but just the, the color graph. Mm. And uh, every once in a while, I'll I'll switch over to to down imaging so I can kind of get a clear. That kind of weeds out some of the trash in the yeah. water. It, it reflects back. And there was a lot of that yesterday at various spots. Was, uh, mm. All of that rain and, and flush and tide coming out, it was running pretty strong. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was running strong enough in a couple of places that I couldn't, I couldn't get that bait down 30 feet. I mean, it was you got the bite within the first 15 feet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can kind of, when you spotlight your trolling motor and get on a school of fish like that and get them, you get them behind the boat, then they're maybe a long cast out. Well, after you get that that trolling motor locked down, then you're, you know, it's sitting there running on about a five or a four against the current. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those fish, you know, you'll have to make a long cast to get to them off the transom. And then once you get them to biting you, you they'll follow the, 
bait. They'll follow the lure up to the transom. Yeah, you can getting, actually you know, them. you're having to get your bait down that deep. You got to make a long cast that way because you just the fall of the bait's bringing that lure back to you. Yeah, and once you once you get that situation set up, if you got a big school of fish behind you, mixed reds and trout or whatever, and uh, you get it down into the level that they're at, and get them to bite that first two or three bites, especially if you've got three people casting off the back of the right. boat, you know, then you can you've got a school of bait back there. And as long as somebody keeps a bait in the water, those fish will stay back there. Keep a while. them going, yeah. They'll come right up. Going. Yeah, they'll come right up to the boat, and uh, you'll be catching them right off the transom. You can just, you know, make a little underhand pitch and let that bait free run down. And when you get to the depth they are, they'll knock the fire out of it. Oh yeah, and, keep uh, your line tight and let it sink, and you'll feel them thumping on the way down. Yeah, you're fishing. You're fishing in current, and uh, trout are funny. They're weird, and you know redfish are too. They'll they'll slap at that bait, and knock it around, and uh, I figured out yesterday that they were swatting that bait, and I'd have to just let it stay in the zone and just jig it a little bit, and not set the hook. Right. And finally, one of them would get his mouth all over it. Yeah, you'd feel them and actually up. take it in, and then you catch your fish. I missed lots of strikes, lots of strikes. And, uh, of course, there was some, you know, there was some uh, 12, uh, 12, 12-and-a-half-inch 12 fish in there. But in, uh, in Louisiana, now you've got to have a 13-er That's to right. keep it. And uh, I was looking for some fish to eat, but I didn't keep one 13. All, all my fish were 14 and three-quarters to 17. I mean that's that's the ones I kept and uh but I caught lots of twelves. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how many I caught. I was whacking them there for a while. It's, it's amazing how how good you can catch fish when you don't have to have anybody standing shoulder to shoulder with you and you can really you know, there's nobody in your way. Yeah, you can concentrate was, on what you're doing and you're in you're getting the zone, man. That was that was a blast. <laughs> I hadn't done that in a while. I actually went out just to get me fish, but I've I got a couple trips coming up here right away, um, like Monday and Tuesday. Right. Uh, those guys yeah, are going to catch forecast. Fish. Looks like we got about a ten to twelve day stretch of really good weather for December. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna work it for all it's worth. Milk it, man. Milk it. Got to got to consider what's uh, whether I'm gonna buy that license or not. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's tough. You say it was what two grand now? Two grand. Man, that's yeah. hard to swallow. And boy, the, hey, you saw a man got a fishing there. trip. That's that's just nuts. That, that's that's rough. That they're uh, and they're watching. They don't they're, want anybody from Texas fishing on their fishery. No, they don't. I do believe that. They yeah. sure don't want any guides over there. No, they don't. And back in the day, we went over and showed them how to do it. They didn't know they had fish that big. At least Texas <laughs> boys showed up. Started pulling them mammoths out of their waters. <laughs> you know, that's true. 
I'm serious as that a heart Yeah, that happened. Hell, it Heck was back yeah. in uh, the early 90s one time. Blaine and I, we had met Terry Shaughnessy and Steve Shook and some other Louisiana guys at the at the uh, boat show or whatever show we were working. And uh, we went over there and fished with uh, Terry. <laughs> and I pulled out a bone-jumping minnow. We were down on the south end of uh, Calcasieu. He's trolling down this bank. He's throwing, like, these little split-tail beetles and stuff and catching yeah. 12 and 14-inch trout every cast. And I, that just didn't that didn't excite me too much. And I reached down and grabbed a bone-jumping minnow and slung it out there, and I walked it about a third of the way back to the boat, and the water parted under it. Reeled one in about <laughs> seven pounds. <laughs> After Blaine and I did that about ten times, Terry's going, Tell me you got more of those. <laughs> we had a blast. That guy was a hoot. He was hilarious. He goes, man, I didn't know we had any trout like that over here. Well, apparently you do. You're just not fishing right for them. That's right. Yeah, when you got those big ones like that, yeah. Put on a catch 2,000, a catch 5, a top water, and yeah, we didn't Get come. Ready. We didn't go over there to fish because we didn't have them here. We just wanted to do something different, learn new stuff. You know, you everything gets stale and old after you fish it so much for all the years, and then going That's over right. there and fishing new water and learning new things. That was just boy, it kept you going, kept you motivated, kept that attitude right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it helps you to uh, discover new fish and new water. Yeah. Yeah, gives really you something does. to gives you something to live for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy fishing like that. Uh, and there's there's a good topwater bite out there right now. I think you could actually pull those fish up from fifteen feet down occasionally. You know, if their mood's right, you can pull them up. But right now. They, there's there's fish in the lake, and uh, you just got to find them. They're not just up in the rivers. That's just like fishing in a barrel. But uh, you get out in the lake. Yeah, almost, but the, the weather you know, conditions is what curtails your fishing ability in in the lake versus upstream. Yeah. You know, when you can get up there out of the winds and knock them out. I'm just wondering if those trout, I, I actually believe that if it doesn't rain enough to fresh the water up, I mean, if we got a big slug of water coming out of Toledo Bend, then that would move them down into the lake. Yes. But I'm just, I'm not seeing that happening right now because Toledo Bend's still low. They're catching water, and Rayburn is too. Right. Rayburn's almost seven foot low. I went up there with my son. I couldn't believe the stumps that was sticking up in the air. <clears throat> you know, that's, I hadn't even seen them for a long time. <laughs> but on that big watershed they're on, uh, they're not as on, on as big a watershed as Livingston is, but uh, they're on a big one, and it can fill up pretty quick. I watched yeah. it. I remember one year I went up there to Will School's, uh, to spend the week with him and uh, fish with him during those schools. And uh, 
I don't know when we can, when I got there, the lake was about five foot low. <laughs> All it did was rain. We stayed in the classroom. I mean, it was torrential rains. There was, there was no point in even going. It was terrible. And uh, when I left, the lake was over pool. Yeah. Three days. Three days. Yes, sir. And that's a it big reservoir. That. It takes a yeah. lot of water to fill that lake up. Oh, man. Yeah, but it it can happen. Yeah. I mean, seen, it, it never I've stopped raining for the three days I was there. It, it was crazy. We watched every bass film known to man. <laughs> Big Mouth, you know, and all of them. Those are some good movies. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff's still relevant, too. Yeah, it is. But Those guys knew what they were doing, still do, the ones that are still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones that, you know, the ones that, that uh, started out reservoir fishing, those guys, they were real innovators. They're the pioneers. People like uh, James LaVorne and all those guys over at Toledo, they come all the way from Falcon to Toledo Bend, and mm-hmm. they knew what to do when they got there. Right. <laughs> those guys could fish. And the fishing was so good. It was stupid good. And man, a man, oh, wow. Now, Rayburn was good, and Toledo was a little bit better as far as schooling bass. Mm-hmm. I've seen i them bring in ice chests of three-pounders, just, you know, <laughs> filleting the heck out of them. Those days are over. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thinking, how many? Well, yeah, nobody even keeps them anymore. Yeah, let's have a bass fry. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, they, those marsh bass we've got down here, that is a tasty little fish. That's what and Jeff goes Blow I-10. Yeah, blow I-10, you can keep 10 a day any size. Wow. <laughs> In Louisiana, yeah, that's crazy. Huh. You know, they figure you might as well eat them because, you might know, well. some hurricane will kill them anyway. <laughs> True. Saltwater intrusion, it'll do it to them. Oh, yeah. All right, Bill. I got to roll, my friend. If somebody wants to get with you and come over and fish with you this winter, it's prime time. How do they get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. 409-673-9211. All right, Mr. Watkins. You have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Be safe. All right. Thank you. All right. Later, buddy. See you. All right, that's Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And the Belleville Meat Market, located right in in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Every week, they double feature their pecan smoked sausages, all the different flavors and blends they put out over there. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And they have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue that's served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, custom processing, they do that year-round. And plus, you can uh, custom processing on their pigs and calves. They do that all year. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter, have it processed any way you like. And their wild game processing, I can't say enough good things about it. And uh, this year, they're making Benny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the Belleville celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, 
where meat is our middle name. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Conroe now. Let's check in with a fish dude. Richard, good morning. What's up? Not a lot, Mickey. It's a little cooler this morning than it was yesterday. But it's yeah. all good. It's, there ain't no doubt. It's, I left the house. It's 54 degrees. Got to the water. It's 58. So it still ain't bad. You know, but it's, no. it's a whole lot better than them 30s and stuff like that. But that's all right. These fish are going to get right, man. We're going to try them. I'm going to try some hybrid stuff. I've been bass fishing all dying week. It's just like Thursday. Guys, I get to where I can't remember what day of the week it is most of the time. I sit there watching dang news when y'all was calling. I'd leave my dang phone on silent. So that's, why I te- that's why I texted you and said, you okay this morning, buddy? <laughs> I know. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's, it's hard to believe you can forget what day of the dang week it is. But I Hey, for 15 years we've been talking. That's the first time you've ever done that. I said, I he's, know. he's running, he, he's fishing a lot. He don't even know what day it is. That's crazy, though. I mean, it just doesn't even make no sense. But that's all right. I've been, I've been checking out them bass, you know. I've been out bass fishing all week. I got got one of those targets for my, my active target, you know, so I don't have to worry about, it, you know, being mounted on my trolling motor. So it's, uh, and it's motorized, too, so I can sit there and use my trolling motor and cruise along and check out. Like, if I want to go beside some docks and check them out, just turn it, point it at it, and keep on trucking. So, I've been playing with that thing a lot here this week, you know, just trying to figure it out and everything. So, so it's, uh, yeah, it's something different. Because, like, when I was up in Arkansas, one of the most aggravating things is that, you know, clear water lakes up there, right? So, you got you need to stay back off of the fish in order to catch them. And I'd get out there. And I'd be pointing at them from about 40 feet away where I could cast to them and stuff like that. And then my dang trolling motor would spin around when I have it on spot lock and go back looking behind me. Well, 
I want to watch my bait fall so I don't get hung up in all the brush and stuff. So I, I decided, well, put on it. That's enough. I got got one of those turrets, and, and what it does is, you know, basically I got a, a little foot pedal where I can mash it where it turns left or right, and it's got a little arrow pointing at it. So I can point my arrow, and I can be sideways to a brush pile or whatever now. And then uh, that way I can, I can stay back off of them instead of getting on top of them because, like I say, up there in those clear water lakes, you get on top of them, the fish know you're there. Well, yeah, I mean, they do. Just, I mean, that's just one of those things, and you can't you can't help but you catch a few of them, but, you know, you're going to catch the dumb ones. You ain't going to catch the ones that are just too smart. But when you back off of them, you catch a whole herd of them. I mean, that's just the, the way it works. Even, even on Conroe, I can do the same thing. I can get right on top of them. And I'll catch some, you know, and, and sometimes it, I catch a lot. But but for the most part, if I stay back off of them, you know, 15, 20 feet, then that way they they really don't know I'm sitting there chunking at them. And, and right. uh, you know, just let it sink down there to them. And you, you especially with the active target, you can sit there and watch them come right out and eat it if they're in a brush pile or whatever. And then, like, you know, watching these bass taste of crankbait, I mean, that's, that's kind of fun, too. You know, you can sit there and watch them chase crankbait all the way to you, and they won't hit the dang thing. And it's just, you know, years ago, I, you know, I used to hear that where, like, throwing crankbaits, you don't realize how many fish you actually miss because they don't all hit it. They'll chase it, but they don't all hit it. And then sometimes they'll hit it, but they don't, they just, you, you can't tell, you know. You, you Like, they'll push it to you. I can tell when they do that because, you know, I'm cranking along, all of a sudden you get, about five foot of slack in there, you know he's pushing it back to you. So, but then other times, like yesterday, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was chunking around some brush piles, and boy, I hit one of them, and that dang thing jerked back, and he just never got it. I mean, it, I, and I know it was a good fish just by the way he hit the thing, because I mean, them bigger ones, when they hit a crankbait, they'll knock the fire out of it, and right. uh, he did, boy. I mean, he just he he tried to jerk it out of my hand when he hit it, but he just never did get the hooks. So it's just one of those things. And then, then uh, you, you know, like I, I decided I was going to go with that white. Bass Assassin's got a thing called a fat job. It's like a it's like a Senko. And uh, I was throwing a, a weightless fat job on some of these brush piles sitting out there in about 12 foot. Now, you talk about patient. you got to sit there and wait. Even though that it's a heavy bait, you know, it's kind of like, like a Senko. It's, got, it's more dense, and so it, it sinks. But it wobbles too. So whenever whenever you throw it out there, you just kind of let it. You do nothing with it. You just throw it out and let it let it go. And I had had a couple of good bites on it. I just never could get hooked up on them. So that just adds one of them things. I'm trying all kinds of different stuff right now just to see what all I can catch them on. It's like I've been throwing an Alabama rig. You know, on, I've been throwing that <laughs> up against the rocks, and I, I'm catching a few fish on it. You know, just trying some different things. You know, using using the, uh, like the late shiner that Bass Assassin had, taking that rascal and, and loading it up with different colors. And then I started the other day, I put the bottom two hooks at a heavier weight so I'd know they would they would bump the bottom and, and stuff like that. Because that's one thing. Uh, Alabama rig, you got five baits, five jig heads on there. Most, of the, most people think, man, this thing is heavy. It's going to sink like crazy. It does not sink. That rascal will stay up in the water column so, so high. You, you just got to make yourself slow down and let it get down there. And so I've, that's what I've been doing, kind of bumping it on the edge of the rocks along the bridges and stuff, just trying to see what 
when I can get to get to bite, you know, and I'm I'm catching one at a time here and there, but but that's about it, you know, and and uh, so nothing, you know, nothing big, you know, two pounders and stuff like that, but I'm catching them, yeah, and that's that's one of the things. It's like this morning we're gonna go out to see if we can't work over some hybrids, and then, you know, if we get a bunch of hybrids or not, whether one way or another, we'll probably end up catfishing, but but uh, the hybrids, we're going to chase some rascals this morning because they ought to be doing really good. The bait's finally starting to ball up. You know, water temperature, uh, what is it right now? 62.4. Yesterday was 62.7. So it dropped right. a little bit overnight, but not much. But, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things. When that water starts dropping into the 60s like this, bait just starts balling up. And when it does, it's on like Donkey Kong. I mean, it's them rascals going to. They'll be in there busting them. The hardest part is just finding the, the schools of bait that they're in there eating because there'll be so much around the lake. And some of the creeks, I mean, it'll literally, once you go into the creek and get halfway to three-quarters of the way back in the creek, just be a solid mass of bait, and that's all you'll see on your depth finder. So you got to really look for the fish that are that are in there. That's, you know, like the other day we was out uh, hybrid fishing, and, and uh, I told the old boy, I said, we got to look at them because, you know, there's some that'll have have fish them some that won't. And I'm showing him the differences between, you know, the, the fish and the bait and stuff like that. And then you see two or three fish in there that were feeding on them. But, you know, you want, with hybrids, you want to find at least eight or ten in there. You can find eight or ten, that's that's pretty consistent for this time of year. And that eight or ten will turn into 20 or 30 if you if you let it. You know, it's just a matter of, just a matter of sitting there and, and working on them because they're going to work that school of bait. There's already you can already tell there's there's more fish in that school of bait than there is in any other, so yeah. that's that's the ones you go for. But once once it starts blacking out the screen where it goes from like ten feet deep to twenty feet deep, solid layer of shad, that's uh, almost impossible because you can't hardly read through the dang bait. But you know I just go to these historic spots where I've always caught them in the past anyway, and they usually do do pretty good for me, so I have no complaints. They kind of like me every once in a while, so I I get to pull on a few of them, and that's that's the main thing right there. But then yes. the dango catfish, you know, they're getting bigger too, so that's uh, you know, that's one thing about them. Them them rascals are they're it's that time of year they're feeding up. They the water's getting cooler. They know it's time to go because it's uh, yeah, it's just that's what's happening. You know, that, that water was I think it's 58 one day. I can't remember what day it was. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. It's 58 degrees. And it's, you know, so it's been kind of warming up and then dropping a little bit and, and stuff like that. So you just got to kind of pay attention to it and see how everything's acting and reacting to whatever you're chunking. You know, it's like I've really been on the crankbait kick here lately, you know, and, and I'm not catching very many fish on it. But I know when they do fire up on it, it's that it's going to be good. You know, now square bills been done pretty good. I mean, just mm-hmm. square bills against the rocks have been better than anything so far. You know, I've I've been throwing some spinner baits up in some shallow vegetation and and catching some smaller fish, but nothing, you know, nothing with any size you know, yet. So, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for them five and six pounders, and I know they're there. I just got to find them. They're hiding from me right now. They know I'm after them. So they, I I can't cut them no slack. So that's one of the things. And it just like I say, I'm just playing with that turret more than anything because it's just, it's one of those things. I got on the bay boat here. I got. I've got a, you know, a handheld one there that I just stick over the side and drop it down there and start pointing it at them. 
because I'm, you know, normally I'm going to be crappie fishing or something like that out of this boat, and then where the bass boat, I'm bass fishing or possibly crappie fishing. So it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just, it's one of those. Once you get, once you get used to everything, it's fun. I mean, it's the worst yeah. part is it's video game fishing. You know that's that's the worst part about that active target. It's just video game fishing. I can get hooked on that video because it's when you, I'm telling you when you see them fish chasing a crankbait, it's something else, Mickey. I mean, they'll chase that rascal and you'll stop it, and they'll they'll either hit it or they'll turn around and they'll or they'll come to a dead stop. And I mean, they'll, they'll be chasing that rascal fast too. So it's you know it's amazing. You know, and I tell people all the time like early fall whenever the first very first cold fronts come in. A lot of times you can catch uh, bass on, on a spinnerbait, a little spinnerbait, and just wake it. Burn that thing as fast as you can burn it, you know, and make it where it's making a wake. Because they'll, they'll be between the topwater bait and the subsurface bait. So when you make that thing wake under the surface really fast, I tell people all the time, you can't outrun that fish. There's no way you can no, outrun that fish. No, if he wants fish. it, he'll come get it. Yeah, I guarantee you. He's gonna hit it wide open too. That's that's the fun stuff when you when you get them doing that. Because when they when they don't back down and they, you know, when they're hungry, they're hungry. They're coming for it. It is like I say, you can't you can't outrun them. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, that's 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 even funner watching those fish hit a spinnerbait like that too. You know, but I mean, that's almost like topwater fishing whenever you're doing that. But man, it wears your hands out. That that forearm will be going. And then you, you feel like you've been chopping wood after you've done that all day. Because I guarantee right. you, it, it, you hanging on to that reel handle. There's been times after tournaments where I just I could not hold a reel if I had to fish another day. I mean, my hands were so locked up. Just, <laughs> I mean, they just lock in that position where you're cranking you. all the time. So, I know it, brother. It, well, hey, man, I got to run. If somebody wants to get with you and come up on Conroe and fish all the different ways you fish, all I got to do is call you and find out what they want to do. How do they do it? That's, well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, brother. Well, Richard, I'm glad you picked up the phone this morning. I always enjoy it. I know. I know. CRS <laughs> is horrible, isn't it? All right, man. Hey, have a good All weekend, right. Richard. See you, buddy. Yes, sir. You All right, too. later. All right, that's Fish Dude up on Conroe. Now let's run down to Matagorda and check in with old Captain Charlie P. Charlie Paradoski, good morning. What's up, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are you? I couldn't be better. It's all good, my friend. Thanks for caring or even asking. Yes, yes sir. No problem. Well, we got a little rain around here. I think yeah, we got did. about six inches. We got about I forgot six to inches. ask Richard how much they got up in his neck of the woods. I forgot to do that. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's water standing everywhere, so I guess we'll be fighting mosquitoes here shortly. Oh Maybe man, this... you just had to bring up the M word. Boy, and they just got tolerable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, uh we fighting fog today, or we no? Clear I, I was or? clean and clear coming in this morning. There wasn't any fog for me, and I don't, I don't have any advisories coming up on any of my apps. So, I mean, it it stayed socked in over the bay just about all day. Yesterday it was so calm, you know. 
They're dumb. Yeah, yeah I talked. I didn't fish yesterday, but Rob Cummings said he said that the fog never lifted. It was pretty dense. Yeah. Luckily, there wasn't many many people out on the water yesterday, but uh, I think everybody that went out caught fish. So well, that's good. That's uh, what they go for be, to catch them. I think it will be a. We'll probably have a big crowd because uh, duck season's close, and all them duck hunters are going to be fishing today. So yeah, the north zone opens back up today, so they yeah. only had a five day split, so they opened back up this morning. It ought to be good for them after all that rain. That ought to pile them birds up on that high ground, man. Yes, it's it's been a while since uh, we've seen that kind of rain around here. Been a while. So it'll all help. All these weather changes just help the fishing this time of year. And and we're in December, and December's the best month. And we get a little stretch of a couple of weeks, like, I think it's predicted. I don't see any any big fronts coming right now, do you? No, it uh, looks pretty clean for the next, you know, 10, 12, 14 days. Man, I'll take that. Yeah, buddy. I've uh, had some really good Decembers, you know, up to Christmas time. You know, you can wear a short sleeve T-shirt, you know, with your waders on. Yeah. Catching fish like crazy, buddy. It was pretty warm yesterday. Yeah, it was nice. Just yeah, just damp. Yeah. All I'd that rather have I'd rather rain. have that in that thirty-five and forty-degree mornings. Yeah, it's coming though. <laughs> It'll be here <laughs> yeah. soon enough. <laughs> Man, they're calling for a cold winter. Better hurry up. Yeah. But if we yeah, pull they call one. For It'll be a good one, you know, around Christmas time or in February. You know, we've seen it a million times. Yeah. We haven't had a good norther yet. No. I, I, that marsh is still full of shrimp and stuff. I, they, they have not fallen out. So this rain will help a little bit, but, uh, you know, the best is yet to come when we get a good flushing. Yeah. Well, it'll pile them up. Majority of the fish got. being caught are, you know, in deep water, you know, in bayous and rivers and creeks and what have you. Yeah, now all this That's rain. The numbers, you know, the numbers are. Right. This rain will stain the top of the river, but it's all, uh, it'll all be clear down deep. And, right. And all the fish that we've been catching in the river have been on the bottom anyway. We're all throwing three-eighths ounce lead heads and getting it down deep so gumballing baby yeah well nothing will change there but should be good for a while should be good i uh i'm hoping it'll be some bird activity today i don't i don't know there's been more birds working in the river than there has in the bank well that tells you where the shrimp are yeah Yep. Pushing them up. That's, That's right. what Bill was saying earlier. He's fishing way up stream, and you know he's he's getting little shrimp activity, and they, the shrimp are small. Which you know those way upstream, they're going to be your little tiny ones. They grow as they come down. 
Yeah, they are the little ones. You can't even see them when the birds are on top of them. They're so small. Yeah, little eyeballs and whiskers. Yeah, but if they work out in the bay, you see them. They're on top of the water. So. I tell you, it's as calm as it was yesterday. You can see a shrimp hop a mile away. I like yeah. it when it's like that. And that's, you know, when it gets that real calm like that, that's that's probably your best way to catch numbers of fish is you, is you got to depend on the birds. Because, man, yeah. it just gets so slick and there's just no water moving and it just uh, makes it tough. You've seen that before. Yeah. Yep. Nothing's changed. It's the way it's always been. So. That's that's very true. Same haunts, same habits, same time, same station. Just less fish. <laughs> just, just less fish. Just less right. fish. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. They did it to themselves. <laughs> yep. So, well, we'll see what happens today. We're gonna uh-huh. got to fish today and tomorrow, and. And uh, got some pretty fair fishermen, and uh, I think it'll be good. I think so. I really do. Uh, you, you'll have the weather. You don't have anything major to deal with. But, uh, I think we're going to have a little west in the wind tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, it's not going to hurt nothing. No. It's not going to be strong enough to hurt anything. So nope. It'll all come not out in the water, buddy. Not in December doesn't make any difference. No. Let's go. Now these fish are pretty much established on the patterns they're going to use for the rest of the winter, and they become easily targeted when they cooperate. Yep. Everybody liking that five fish limit over there? You know, I don't think it makes any difference to them. I think we had them. We had people used to what we had, the three fish. Yeah, limit. used to the three, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't see anybody getting excited about it. No. Nah, you know, they were all disappointed at first when they went to the three, but they got used to it. It was the right thing to do. And uh, and uh, all, all there is now is more fish to clean. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have some people that don't keep all their fish, but this time of year, these people go once or twice a year, and, and they want to keep some fish. Sure. So, Well, the law says they can. That's right. You know, we just don't let them keep those bigger fish. We turn them loose. Well, that's that's good anyway. That's that's conservation right there. Yep. Yep. If we uh, if we'd only known, uh, we'd have been, we could have been, if we had been doing this all along, we wouldn't be missing a beat on the big fish. But uh, between us harvesting them and and those uh, uh, freezes, it's just done a number on them. Yeah, what floods and freezes that uh, that made a big difference. Yeah, can't mess with Mother Nature. No, you can't. She controls it all. Dictates everything. All right, Charlie P., if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, give them a number, my friend. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Catch them up today. I'll talk to you next week. Take care, Mickey. 
later. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.